Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. This morning I want to ask you to turn back in your Bibles to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 6. We're going to finish up our uh, study that we've, we've been doing for the last several weeks. We've been doing a series on uh, called Otherwise. It's talking about living our life in a different manner, in a different way, making different choices. And we've talked about uh, three different areas of our life that uh, oftentimes we tend to make the wrong choices or tend to, to make choices that aren't always the best. We talked about our time uh, and how we uh, many times we'll waste our time or we won't use uh, our time wisely. We'll uh, do things that uh, maybe minimizes the uh, uh, the uh, effect of our our time effectiveness of our time, and so uh, we don't always uh, use our time right. And then we also talked about uh, our. Uh, our finances, and we talked about how we we oftentimes uh, will uh, look at our money and the and the things that we have as ours and not uh, something that God has given us. and 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 this this series has been about uh, making uh, wise choices rather than foolish choices, and choices that are directed by God rather than choices that are uh, not necessarily. Uh, the, the best choices because they're choices that we make ourselves, and so we tend to, uh, to make those choices of our own. This morning we're going to talk about a different topic, a different subject, uh, and the last of our uh, topics that we're going to address about this, and, and this is, has to do with our health, and, and this is something that we don't always look to God's Word the way we should and see those decisions that, uh, that we make about our health as something that involves God. Oftentimes, we uh, go to uh, uh, Baskin-Robbins and we say, well, I'm going to get a big cone of ice cream because this is what I want. And, or we'll uh, go and we'll uh, get involved in some things that we sh- really shouldn't get involved in because the, we say, well, these are things that I'm, choices I'm making about Myself, it's uh, and and that's the argument that they uh, propose in the world is is well, it's my body. I can do to my body the way I want to do it, and uh, I can do whatever I want to, and it's not hurting anyone else as long as it's only affecting me. Then it doesn't matter. Well, that's not always. Uh, that's not really the truth, and and we're going to look at that today. And I, I want to uh, start out with a couple of verses that are found in Scripture uh, away from our key verses that are found in 1 Corinthians. In Proverbs chapter 3, it says in verse 6 and 7, In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Do not uh, wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil, and it shall be health 
to thy uh, navel and marrow to thy bones. And so uh, Solomon is talking about how we ought to, to, to allow God to direct, uh, direct our lives, direct our hearts and our lives. Uh, don't lean into our own understanding. Uh, don't follow in, in our own ways of doing things because uh, that's not what God uh, would have us to do. And God will give us great health if we simply trust in Him and rely upon Him. The second verse is found in Third uh, John, the book of Third John, uh, verse uh I think it's verse 3 and 4. For I rejoiced greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in the truth. Uh, oh, wait a minute. It, back up verse verse 2. Uh, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy uh, soul Prospereth, and so uh, John is talking about prospering in health. Something that uh, that we don't always think about in terms of of scripture, but we need to understand that uh, that our lives are not our own. That that this body is something that God has entrusted us with, and that we need to uh, to be proper stewards of it. Now we hear the first words of God talk about being proper stewards of things in the book of Genesis as uh, God uh, lays out all of creation before Adam and Eve and he says uh, to to Adam and Eve that you uh, need to to care for the things of the world, uh, care for the things of God's creation. And really that hasn't uh, departed from us. We have an obligation to care for the things of this world. God gives us uh, the great blessings of, uh, of this world for us to use. He, he, the resources of this world, the plants and the animals, the things that God has created, He's done those things for us so that we might enjoy uh, the, uh, the benefits from uh, those resources that God has given us. In the same way, though, God has provided for us our bodies and God has given us uh, our bodies that we might uh, use them for His glory and honor as well. And so we're, we need to look at that in the same way. Look with me in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Now again, uh, as I said last week, uh, Paul is writing to a church at Corinth and he's telling them about how they need to live and he's giving them instructions about living a good Christian life and we talked about how uh, they uh, Corinth was a place that had a lot of temptations of before uh, the church there. This was a place where uh, the Christians there uh, were very easily swayed because they all were involved in all of this uh, bad stuff that was all there, uh, the worship of idols, the the involvement with uh, temple prostitutes and, and the involvement with all these things that uh, were related to the worship of idols. And so uh, Paul is trying to help them to understand that they need to uh, f- uh, get away from all those things, to stay away from sinful things. Uh, and last week we looked at the temptations of the world and how we need to stay away from uh, those temptations that come at us. And, and we need to make 
wise choices about the temptations that we uh, that that are that are thrown in our way. And he says, you know, you need to stay away from those things. And just as Paul said to uh, them in verse eighteen, flee fornications, everything that that deprives man of of being in the right relationship with God. Stay away from those things in order to stay away from those temptations. He goes right into that uh, in verse nineteen, and he says, what. Uh, know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you and which ye have of God and ye are not your own for ye are bought with a price therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God's and first thing we need to see is is that uh, when we become a Christian, we, we realize that as God has given us this great gift of salvation, and it's a free gift of God, and that it is uh, something that God bestows upon us uh, without any hitch or without any uh, condition. We need to understand, though, that God has purchased us uh, with the blood of Jesus Christ. And Paul says, look, you need to understand that in a right relationship with God, you need to look at yourself as not belonging to yourself. And that's really where we get into all the problems of sin. And when uh, Paul is is just coming off talking about uh, resisting the temptations and, and staying away from those things, most of the time when we yield to temptation, it is because we say, well, you know... I really deserve that triple-decker hamburger that, that Hardee's makes or that uh, it's just loaded down with grease and, and bacon and cheese and, and all those things. I really deserve to eat that ginormous uh, 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 ice cream boat that, that the ice cream shop makes that's got, you know, the sundae that's big enough for 10 people. I really can eat that. Let's see if I can eat that all by myself. It's not going to hurt anybody else. I deserve it. I've been good uh, and all this thing. Paul says, look, you need to understand that, that what you're doing to your body is you're doing these things to God's creation. That this is you're not your own. And what he's really saying is, is that that as a Christian, as a, as a child of God, that we belong to God and we're uh, His children. What we fail to remember is, is that in a, uh, in a proper understanding of our relationship to God, that you are a fine creation. Now, I've never been somebody that, that, uh, that spent a lot of time with instruments. Now, my, my daddy, he grew up in a family where every member of the family learned how to play an instrument. Have you seen those families before? He, was a, he lived up in the mountains of North Carolina, and while he was young, you didn't have all kinds of programming and things that you could amuse yourself with, and so they had to learn to entertain themselves. And so what did they do? They all learned how to play an instrument of some kind. And if you you weren't musically inclined, they'd give you a jug and you, you'd just blow into the jug. And, you know, you made it music that way. But everybody that had a little, just a smattering of, of musical talent, they gave an instrument to and, and you learned how to play a banjo, a guitar, or harmonica, like my dad played, or uh, you played a, a, a fiddle or violin or whatever, and, and you played those instruments. My grandma 
mama played the piano. My granddaddy played the uh, fiddle and the banjo. I had uncles and aunts that played instruments as well. Uh, Everybody in the whole family played something. And it was a magical experience to get them all together there. And I remember as a child going up to the mountains of North Carolina and all the family getting together and they would all play music at one time together. And it was magical because they, they all just knew these uh, songs that, uh, that they had played for so long. Now, uh, my, my, uh, after my grandfather passed away, uh, they, they uh, gave his fiddle to one of my aunts who played the, uh, the fiddle as well. And uh, one of my uh, other relatives got the banjo. Now my brother has his banjo. And those are prized possessions, because not because they were uh, real expensive to purchase, but because they belonged to my grandfather. Now, I wouldn't take that fiddle that my grandfather played and, and held close to him, probably has a lot of his sense on, on that fiddle. I wouldn't take that thing and start bashing it up against the wall and into uh, a bunch of uh, pieces, no more than I would take a, a, a violin made by Stradivarius and, and start hammering it with a hammer and just breaking it all to pieces. I wouldn't do that because it has a great value. It's something that is intricately made and is special because of uh, uh, the, the one who made it and is special because of, uh, of what uh, someone, uh, my grandfather, had done with it. And it's in the same way that, that God has uh, finally crafted you, your body, into the person that you are. And you need to understand that God has has formed you and made you into be the person that you are. Now, and not all of us are, are the same. We're all different. All each and every one of us has has got little things about us that that set us apart and make us unique and different. And we're all specially made with such love and craftsmanship by God. And He says to us, you need to see your body as a place uh, as of great value because you are a creation of God, number one. Above all else, you are a creation of God. And so uh, your, your body is a, 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 a blessing. It's a place, uh, it's, a, it's a creation that, that God has made. And we ought to take great pride in caring for our body. And, you know, there's some people that, that uh, only eat, bring, you know, bean sprout. It, I can't see why it's, there's some you know, I, I've been trying to eat healthier in the last couple of years and, and and I, I've really uh, not applied this teaching to my life as, as much as I should, you know, and uh, different health reasons have, have uh, made me the way I am. But, uh, you know, we, we, uh, after you get a certain age, you begin to, to think, you know, well, uh, buying a candy bar this big, while it might be a novelty uh, to try and eat that whole thing, it's, it's probably not a, a wise choice to, to do that kind of thing. You know, after you get to a certain age, you realize it's not good to, to buy the, the, the party sub at Subway and try and eat it by yourself. You know, uh, it, it's probably not a good thing 
to sit and eat you know, uh, three ramen noodle soups at one time, uh, you know, the sodium alone in one of them is, is, is on the verge of being critical, but you eat more than one at a time, and boy, you, you gonna, your sodium level is going to go way up through the roof. Uh, but you, know, you, you get to a certain age and you begin to realize that there's certain choices you make in the things that you do uh, to yourself and for yourself that ought to be better. But I've never understood these people that eat, you know, these uh, vegetables that are like eating grass. Now, you know, God didn't give us food to make us miserable. He gave us food to so that we can enjoy, but it's also to our benefit as well. And as long as we make wise choices, that's what God's calling us to do. For, for Paul, for the people at Corinth, he was talking about staying away from the things that would lead them back into the worship of idols, back into the practice, old, old practices and habits that, that they did in, in these other uh, uh, religions, these other uh, ways of, of worshiping idols. Now, we don't have food that's associated with those things, but we do have uh, things that they're not, aren't always the best for us. And we need to be uh, mindful of those things and we need to, to care for our bodies uh, because it is a creation of God. And there's, uh, unfortunately, there's people that, that do things that aren't healthy for them uh, aside from food, aside, you know, uh, they abuse their bodies uh, in the things they drink, the things they uh, uh, imbibe in, in different ways. And we need to avoid those things because those are those things can be destructive to us. And and the primary reason that we ought to avoid those things is uh, it leads us away from God. Really, the abuse of our body, uh, all those things lead us further and further away from God. And we need to reverence that which God has created. Secondly, uh, Paul says that uh, we need to be careful for our health because he says to us, not only are we fearfully and wonderfully made by God, but we, he says also that our body is the temple of God. What is Paul? Uh, what is Paul talking about? Well, you know, whenever we talk about uh, our body in terms of uh, whenever we talk about coming into a relationship with God, uh, one of the uh, idiomatic expressions that we say is, you know, well, do you want to invite Jesus into your heart? You know, um, when you become a Christian uh, and you decide that you're going to invite Jesus into your heart, we don't send you off to the hospital and make an incision on your chest and open up your chest and open up your heart, uh, uh, cut open your heart and say, okay, now Jesus, you can come in. We've opened the door for you to come on in. Uh, you know, that's a metaphorical thing. Uh, but uh, uh, Paul here is saying, you know, as much as that is metaphorical, uh, the Holy Spirit does enter into our life. When we in, enter into a relationship with, with God, when we invite Jesus Christ into our heart and lives, uh, we carry the presence of God within us. We are now made into a right relationship with God. And, you, uh, you know, I alluded back to 
Genesis where God told us that we had to be proper stewards. You remember back in Genesis where uh, before sin entered into the world uh, that each evening uh, that God would come and fellowship with man and uh, He would walk with, with uh, Adam in the cool of the evening in the garden and they would have fellowship. Uh, you know, God uh, has done everything He can to write that relationship by sending Jesus Christ into the world to be the sacrifice for us so that we might remove that sin barrier that is keeping us from God. And, and so uh, really when we accept Jesus Christ into our heart and life, it opens up our life for that fellowship with God and we need to understand that we need to keep those things out of our life that would hinder our relationship with God. Now we're not talking about necessarily food uh, in, in terms of those terms but we're, what we're talking about are any of those things in our life that uh, would keep us from having a good relationship with God. And he says look you need uh, that would involve sin anything in your life that that would keep uh, that relationship with God uh, from being a part of your life you need to, to keep away from it why because your body is the temple of God you're the dwelling place of God uh, when you accept Jesus Christ into your heart and life uh, the, uh, the spirit of God dwells within you and you need to realize that that you can't have all those things of the world the, the sinful things of, of this world in your life and allow and to have that good relationship with God and to have that communion with God and so we need to keep those things out of our life and so many of those things involve uh, uh, what we do with our bodies so many of those things deal with uh, you know if you got anger in your life guess what you can't have a good relationship with God if you have uh, uh, resentment and enmity with your brother you can't have a good relationship with your God, can you? If you are uh, in your body, in your life, uh, doing things that are destructive in your uh, in your life and your in your relationships with others, uh, if you're in an adulterous relationship, or if you're in a relationship of contention with someone else, if you're in a relationship uh, of of anger and enmity with someone else, you can't have a good relationship with God. You can't be in good fellowship with God because of those things that are. Uh, Taking a, it's like it's like having a a glass filled with with uh, water. You pour in a, a water into a glass all the way up to the top, and now you say, "Okay, now I'm going to give you some uh, milk." Well, I can't have milk because the glass is full of water. Um, so, what do you have to do to to be able to have milk? Well, if you start pouring in the milk along with the water, everything's going to just pour out, right? So you've got to get rid of the water, and then you, then you can pour in a nice big tall glass of milk, um, right? And, uh, but you've got to get rid of the water before you can have enjoy the milk. Well, it's the same way in our life. You've got to get rid of all the things of this world, the things that are uh, filling up your life and, and uh, that are taking away from that presence of God in your life. You've got to get... Uh, in a place where you're not allowing those things to fill up your life. you got to get rid of those things and allow Jesus Christ to come into your life and to rid you of those uh, influences of your life. And you got to say, hey, you know, I don't want any of that in my life anymore. I, I want to be filled with the Spirit of God. I want to be filled with God's presence. I want to have uh, the joy of, of the presence of God in my life. You have those things in your life because you say, you know, I don't want those things that the world wants uh, me to have. I don't want to allow those things 
into my life uh, that the, the world wants me to, to be a part of, I'm going to just simply allow the Spirit of God to, to dwell in me. You, you know, when you fill up your, your glass full of milk, do you want to start pouring water into it? No. Then you have what's called, uh, what we used to drink when I was young, skim milk. Ew. Skim milk is just, it's just imitation milk, right? I mean, it, it's, just, it's just enough milk in there to, to hint at the fact that it, there might be a little bit of milk in there. It's not good at all. Uh, you want the nice, pure, wonderful glass, chill glass of milk in your glass. And as a Christian, you want to have the pure presence of the Spirit of God in your life. You don't want to allow any of the other things in your life that, that take away from your presence, uh, the presence of God in your life. You need to, uh, to remain uh, as God desires for you. He says, remember your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Make sure that you allow, uh, keep yourself clean and pure before God, keeping those things of the world out of your life. He says, um, if you you need to understand that you are uh, thirdly, you're not your own. He says, "Look, you are bought with a price." Verse twenty: For you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. We need to to understand that God wants us to use our body. For His glory, we need to to see now. Now, now that that doesn't mean that we have to be health fanatics, or uh, because listen, uh, there's some people that are so fanatical about their health that that's become their religion. That they're all focused about uh, uh, making sure that they have certain kinds of foods and certain kinds of diet and certain kind of exercise, and they do all this crazy stuff, and they're all focused on just their body to the point where they're worshiping their body. That's not what God calls us to do. Uh, we need to understand that everything that God gives us is a gift from God so that we might be in His presence and have a, a cr- closer, deeper relationship with Him. And anything that comes into our life that separates us from God, that keeps us from God, whether it's, it's uh, look, if, if laying on the couch makes you do things that, that uh, keeps you from having a close relationship with God, God wants you to say, hey, uh, you know, I, I'm just going to stand over here in the corner or I'm going to sit in this uh, uh, stiff chair over here. Uh, whatever it might be in your life that keeps you from having a close relationship with God, God wants you to stay away from. If it's listening to certain kind of music or if it's uh, going to certain places or if it's doing certain things, God wants us to, to to keep our lives as pure as we can so that we can uh, have a proper relationship with Him. And you know, we can't be completely pure and that is what forgiveness and the righteousness of God is for. Those, uh, the, uh, God's forgiveness allows us to, to uh, come back into a proper relationship with God and God's righteousness in our life allows us to maintain that proper relationship with Him. Each day we ought to go to God and say, God, use my body for Your glory and honor. Use, my, use me 
Not just uh, who I think I am, not just the essence of who I am, but every aspect of who I am. Lord, use it to your glory and honor. Lord, may you be glorified in all that I am, all that I do, all that I uh, am able to do for you today. And one of the main reasons why we need to try and have as healthy a life as we can is so that we can live our life the longest to serve God so that we might uh, be of service to God and that we might be able to, to, to fulfill His purpose in our life, uh, that we might share with others about Jesus Christ, that we might be able to declare the glory of God, that we might declare the love of God to other people, that we might share with others what God is doing in us. And so God calls us to be wise with our time, wise with our money, wise with uh, uh, remaining away from the temptations of this world and making sure that we keep our bodies as pure as we can so that we can be useful for Him, that we might uh, uh, be healthy for God, that we might be able to be of use for Him. Look, Look, God can't... If you do all kinds of things that are destructive to your to your physical body, then you can't be used of God. Why is it? Why does? Why should we do all these things that God's going to have to come and 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 heal us and and you know if if you can't be of service to Him, then then you can't glorify Him with all of your body, with all of yourself. God calls us to do all that we can to glorify Him and be useful for Him. He says, You're not your own, but you are bought with a price that you might glorify God in your body, in your spirit, which are God's, which belong to God. We need to understand that God has given us... Uh, you know, one of the things... I had a pre- uh, an old-time preacher a long, long time ago that put salvation this way. Look... When you accept Jesus Christ into your heart and life, He gives you everything. He gives you a new life. He gives you a, uh, a new spirit. And He takes away all that sinful stuff that you were involved in before. And He said, look, Carl, you need to understand this one thing. When Jesus Christ came into your, into your life, He made you a new man. That old man, that old person that you used to be, you might as well just, he's dead and buried. You might as well just put him away and realize that you don't belong to yourself any longer. You're God, uh, that you is dead and buried. But the you that lives now is the you that belongs to Jesus Christ. You belong to him, uh, to God now and you need to use your life. Let God use you for Him. And that's what each and every one of us need to realize. That when we become a child of God, all the things that we used to do, all the things that we used to think uh, that we could do in our life, we need, to, we need to pass it by the landlord. We need to understand that, that our, we're not our own anymore. We need to make sure that we're doing what God would have us to do. Let's pray.